Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devil Fruit Punch, the podcast where we read One Piece and then we talk about it. This week, we read chapters 155 through 174. In these chapters, the Straw Hats become friends with a person named Bon Clay before realizing that he's a member of the enemy faction, Baroque Works. They arrive in Alabasta, pursued by Smoker, where Luffy is reunited with his brother Ace. They proceed on to Yuba, which is a dried-up oasis, while Vivi tells everybody her tragic backstory. Yuba is home to an old man, Toto, who is the father of Vivi's childhood friend and current rebel leader, Koza? Baroque Works has a secret meeting featuring the Straw Hats, where they are the main topic of discussion. Vivi's dad gets word from Karu and decides to march on Baroque Works at Rain Base. Uh, Luffy and the Straw Hats are captured and kept in a sea stone cage, which nullifies Luffy and Smoker's powers. Um, and then there's a showdown between Koza and the fake King Cobra, who is Vivi's dad. At the very end of these chapters, Sanji and Chopper appear to be coming to the rescue. That's a lot. That was a lot longer than my usual synopsis. <laughs> a lot happened, yeah. They had a lot going on. Before we get started, I do have a bit of housekeeping I wanted to address. Uh, I said some very slanderous things about Hassan Piker in our last episode, and I want to give him credit. Uh, he is very sexy. I saw a picture of him with his shirt off, and oh boy, he is very, very hot. So I, I, I can't take that away from him. I'll give him that. I don't even remember talking about this. What did we talk about? <laughs> well, Matt's been been consuming his content, and he's, I guess, watching One Piece, and so he, he mentioned a couple of things that Hassan had to say about One Piece. That's more uh, or less what happened, okay. right, Matt? Yeah, basically, um, Hassan had a point about uh, Drum Island being all about socialized healthcare, and uh, that got me thinking about it, too, so I wanted to share my thoughts. And uh, then I brought up another thought, and John asked me if I also got that from Hassan, uh, which I did not. <laughs> but, and then I think I said he's a fake socialist because he has a big house. So John was shitting on this uh, awesome internet personality that Matt likes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all in good fun, though. All in that's good right, fun. That's right. I'm sure he's a good person. I, I think he can take it. If he's listening, send John an angry email. Th that would be funny if he's, he is the one email actually, that we've received. <laughs> send a really nice email, actually. <laughs> we have four listeners, and one of them is a Hollywood millionaire. <laughs> that's yeah. actually how he's been getting into the show. Um, he's been lying about being as far ahead as he is. We're, we're helping him catch up. Yeah. You know, actually, he lives in that big house, but he lives there with his mom, mm -hmm. who I guess he takes care of financially. So, wow. Don't I'm you not going to say, John. yeah, I'm not going to say maybe he's a good person. I think that's actually proof that he probably is a good person. Oh, yeah. So good job, Hassan. F feel free to cut this, but I think I just figured out the, the source of uh, any animosity. It's because Hassan is from Turkey. And, uh, <laughs> John, I know you're, you're a proud, uh, Gresham American yourself. Yeah. You know, I used to think I was, but then I got a DNA test. Turns out 0% Greek. Really? Oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot yeah. About <laughs> I mean, my family zero, lived there, but I think they probably just immigrated there from like Germany or something. So, so what's your, what's your uh, break, your diversity breakdown? 
Uh, mostly German. A uh, little bit of Bangladeshi, which threw me mm, off. That's interesting. Uh, but yeah, mostly German and like Northern European, you know, Swedish, Norwegian, shit like that. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm very pure. Okay, we got to cut that. I can't. <laughs> I can't keep that in. You're a very pure uh, German. Yes, John. <laughs> pure of heart and mind. Oh, good lord! Not blood, that's, though. Not, not even the blood. only swastika that we're going to have to discuss in this episode. I know. Right? I definitely <laughs> thought about that. Like, how can I make this illusion? Uh, all right, Let's segue into that. So we can start talking about these chapters now that that little bit of housekeeping is out of the way. Yeah, um, by, by this point, you know our names. I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't do the intro. It's yeah, I'm Matt. Good, man. Um, and I'm Patrick. <laughs> all right. Well, that's out of the way. Yeah. Uh, sorry for missing a week, y'all. There's been a lot going on. Uh, the yeah. release schedule will not even reflect that, actually, oh, Matt. cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'll forget get, I I'll said get this anything. episode out by Monday, and we will be on we'll track. Be, we won't Beautiful. even say what Monday it is. Just the Monday that you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the four of you that listen, you listen every week, and we appreciate that. We yeah. do appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right. So, Patrick, let's start off with you. You can uh, tell us what you'd like to talk about, or you, if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to ask. Uh, so, I know we saw Sir Crocodile briefly in the last, like, Maybe panel of the previous uh, arc. I don't even remember what the arc was. Logetown, maybe? Uh, the last arc uh, was Drum Island with uh, yeah. Chopper. Drum Island, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but now seeing him, he's a pretty cool guy. I like the scar thing across his face. I don't really know what that's about. But uh, I also liked... Well, I had a, I did have a question, actually. When you, we meet uh, Portgaz. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's Portgaz. Portgaz yeah. D-A's. Um, he has a tattoo on his left... Yeah, his left arm. It says A S C E, and the S has got an X through it. I was like, "What is going on there?" I don't think that was touched on in this arc at all. After that, you just see it when he's eating at a the diner that he he's like stuffing his face like Luffy does. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah, I yeah. I, I don't remember the tattoo off the top of my head, but I I actually think you might have eagle eyed. Uh, it alluding to something, <laughs> oh. which is not anything that could possibly be discussed meaningfully. And maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, but the only thing that jumps out at me that that might mean is is something that uh, we're we're not even close to getting into. <laughs> really, that far away? Yeah, this the One Piece is full of shit like that, Patrick. <laughs> I'm I'm actually going to briefly mention something I caught later. That uh, I think is an allusion to something so far ahead that John has not gotten to it yet. What, what is it? So, um, well, this this is well, actually, yeah, no, this is a good so because we, we talked about Ace, right? And and Ace, yeah, is, let's talk about Ace because that was yeah. on my list of things I wanted to talk about as well. So we can yeah. just focus on Ace for a second and talk about him. I just posted, oh, yeah, it. yeah, you did, yeah, okay. I'm not positive, yeah, but I, I can think of one thing, and I'm guessing John is thinking the same thing I am. Does it mean like he's not a straw hat? Is that what that means? Well, he's not a straw hat, but I, I think that this is something else, right? Because, you know, Ace, as we discover, is Luffy's older brother. Uh, we discovered Luffy had an older brother, and this, you know, raises a lot of questions, right? Like, they don't even have the same uh, familial name. Um, mm -hmm. 
But also, this is one of those things where it's like, we thought we knew what Luffy's deal is, right? You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's had a, a big brother the whole time. But um, Ace, uh, as Luffy mentions, he left off to become a pirate captain, I think, two years before Luffy did, because he's older. Um, and he, he linked up with a different pirate crew. But the thing, John, that I think is is referencing something well in advance of where we're at now is... Everybody's super impressed with Ace, except for Sanji. Sanji doesn't really... Like, there's this one specific panel where everybody's like, whoa, and they're like, wow, so cool, and Sanji's just kind of smoking in the background. He doesn't really have any any comments. He's not kind of buying in on the hype. And uh, I think that that's not by accident. I think that that's got a specific thing going on. Uh, but yeah, we'll take a while to get to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think without knowing anything, you could probably chalk that up to Sanji doesn't like when other people are getting attention and yeah. looking cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah, I I, th I think that there's a particular dynamic there that that's bumping into with them. Um, but like you said, it, it's kind of hard to talk about. When, right. When I'm, the no, only I'm, one I'm just saying that, that if you didn't have any other context, you could oh, probably yeah. just write it off to that, you know? Yeah, I'd slide right over you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so... The other cool thing about Ace is just that he is a commander of the Whitebeard Pirates. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we've been lightly introduced to, but is um, a, a, a mainstay of the One Piece universe, which is that the, you know, the big time pirate crews aren't just one ship. It's a fleet of ships. And so it's not just one captain either. It's like one main captain who's sort of, is like the admiral, which would be Whitebeard in this case. Then they have these smaller groups of pirates that are kind of auxiliaries. So Ace is basically off uh, looking for a guy named Teach, who did the worst thing a pirate could do. Um, he killed one of his crewmates and left. Mm -hmm. So as his commander, it's Ace's job to go after him, recover him. And so that's what he's doing. And we also see his really cool ship, which I did not remember. And when I saw it, I was like, I was Luffy and Chopper in this moment where I was like, oh, so cool. The way he like powers it with his flame flame fruit. Yeah. Like that's it's fucking sick. I'm that I was fully a 13 year old boy in that moment. seeing that. <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah, I made it dive and he just la launched off of it and landed where it was going to pop back up. Yeah. He also, like, completely rinsed that entire group of millions or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned Teach, and we've actually heard Teach's name before. Um, they mentioned that. Oh, yeah, sorry, go sorry. Patrick. No, 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 go ahead, Matt. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, like, thanks, John, for explaining that, because I had no idea what the fuck was happening in those panels. I was like, he was on the shore... And it's like a bunch of fires. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, man. He's like riding this tiny ship and then he's back on the ship. And I just like, I looked at it and I was like, I just, don't, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Like if you look at the panel, it's like his feet kind of like disappear into this like gout of fire that's like powering the ship, basically. I thought it was like a separate. I had no idea what the hell it was. I was like, it looks like he's <laughs> on like a tiny boat speedboat or something. I mean, basically he was, but it's just powered by his, his fire fruit. Yeah. yeah that I will say that's kind of like one of the disadvantages of a black and white media is that it's really hard to tell the difference between, say, 
smoke and yes. fire and water. <laughs> yeah. So is there, it is it yeah. like more straightforward in the anime? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's definitely one of the perks, yeah. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. Oh no, it's okay. I was just gonna say we've actually heard Teach's name before. Um Edward Teach uh, Blackbeard. Blackbeard, exactly. That was the guy yeah. who uh kicked a king asshole what's his name I, I don't even want to remember uh kicked him off the island oh yeah i don't remember uh, his name either but yeah i know yeah. what you're talking about yeah yeah um it's we know it's edward teach i don't remember if that's all we know but uh you know now we've got a black beard and a white beard very iconic pirate names right so i think that alone <laughs> kind of indicates the level of character we're talking about for sure um, also our second swastika, uh, and, and <laughs> I think this is confirmation that yes, they really mean it when they're saying it's an ancient Buddhist symbol. It's not meant to say that the character is a Nazi. I, uh, I coined this term while watching an episode of X-Files with my fiance, but they really are just casually dropping swas on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like the, it's like angled in a different direction or something, but yeah, it's one of those things where I feel for those editors having to add that note every time we see one of these things. Yeah. Like, please don't be mad. <laughs> yeah. And I don't yeah. think it's in the anime actually. Now that I think about it, uh, they, they didn't even yeah. want to open that can of worms. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we're just going <laughs> to redo that. What is that. it in the anime? Is it just like totally different design or they just don't it's, acknowledge there's a the symbol It's the same thing, back? but without the swastika. Like it's just the white beard face oh, okay. without the swastika behind it. If I, if I remember right, maybe uh, one of our four listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Ace is Ace sick. Ace is he, cool. Yeah. yeah. He's a fan favorite for, for a reason. Um, yeah. Though I do think it's interesting because as cool as Ace is and as, I mean, arguably, you know, a competitor for the most powerful power we've seen so far, I think. But um, Definitely, yeah. Fire is novel. Th- I'm, so, I'm actually surprised I never thought about it appearing before now. Like all the, yeah. all the powers have been kind of gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but, a, you know, a, a majority of them. And so, seeing fire, I'm like, oh, like, of course that's going to be, like, a really nice one. Not in flying, which we see later. Yeah, not just, like, <laughs> you know, shooting fireballs, but turning into a, a fire guy. It, it's it's crazy. But um, Yeah, and, and we're also starting to see, like, the difficulty in dealing with powers like this, right? Where oh, yeah. it's like his body is made of fire, Smoker's body is made of smoke, Crocodile's body is made of sand, and that yeah. leads to complications when you're, say, a person trying to punch them. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Smoker and, and Ace, you know, it's basically a standstill. <laughs> Can't really yeah. counter each other, but at the end of the day, though, like... As cool as Ace is, Ace is a guy who subordinated himself to another captain, which Luffy yeah. would never do. And uh, I like that contrast between the you know the silly, you know rubber uh, powers, gum gum fruit versus his badass flame flame fruit. But in the end of the day, Ace himself says, "I'm not going to be the king of the pirates. You know, I, I want this other guy to be." Yeah. And and- I- Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I didn't have much. I just think it's an interesting point of contrast there. I was just going to say, I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think the implication is that we're supposed to understand that Ace left the island wanting to be a pirate captain and whatever insanely powerful person Whitebeard is kind of made him realize, oh, I'm 
I'm supposed to work for this guy. I'm not supposed yeah. to be my own boss. So that kind of begs the question, well, how fucking insanely powerful is this guy <laughs> that Ace was like, oh, actually, I ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did, it's a huge credibility marker. Totally. Did, did Luffy say... Oh, sorry, my dog's not working. <sighs> oh, I think your audio cut out there, buddy. Yeah, my dogs are barking. Oh, uh, yeah, no <laughs> God. Be the mailman. Um, the, uh... I uh oh, did so Luffy I was say... About, yeah, did Luffy say that uh, his brother took the devil fruit before he left, or he found out about it later after he, after Ace left and became to become a pirate. How did he know he had the took the devil fruit? Uh, I don't remember if he did. I, I thought the implication was that uh, Ace ate it after going off on his own, and Luffy was like, "Oh, you have a firepower. That's so cool." Um, like he yeah. saw it then. Yeah, I think he found out when we found out. Okay, because he talks about him being like more powerful. <clears throat> than him you know because he's been the older brother his whole life and yeah though I, I think he said something like you know i could i could kick his ass now uh of course something yeah. like that well yeah he said like even after i ate the gum gum fruit i still couldn't beat him up that's yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah so that's right luffy ate the gum gum fruit because all that stuff we saw with him and shanks happened before uh ace would have left the island right well, all right. Is there anything else to say about Ace, or have we pretty much exhausted that subject? Oh, uh, just as yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, good. I was just going to mention we got another D guy. I, I don't remember if that was already known about Ace, but uh, yeah. Oh D. Oh. Yep. He's saying yeah. the D. The D runs in the family and is yeah. meaningful. <laughs> it, we we got another one, man. Who's to say? <laughs> so is is that only two, or? Do we know about any other ones? I think we might know one more. With D in the middle name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. If there is, I don't remember who it is. Oh, Goldie Roger. That's right. We oh, yeah. Okay, Goldie yeah. Roger. And I think that we'd know Edward D. Teach at this point. Okay. If not, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's established. Well, all right. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that'll be resolved, like within the next few <laughs> chapters or something, and we'll know yeah, everything I, about it. I, I've, I'm caught up. I'm sure I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Matt. What would you like to talk about in these chapters? Well, we touched on him a little, um, and I don't have like a ton of stuff to say about him, but um, I think Crocodile is the first like truly iconic, like real deal One Piece villain. Um, oh yeah. He's a like, badass. Yeah, he's a badass, he's a badass, and he's also the kind of guy that like people will buy like six hundred dollars statues of because he, <laughs> yeah. that's just how cool he is. Um, yeah, he's also like a guy with real ambition and a real plan and like real uh, cunning. Like he is a force of nature. Like he yeah. is, he's doing shit on a really big scale. You know. Yeah, like this is the second Warlord of the Sea that we've met after um, Hawkeye Mihawk, who, you know, is incredibly badass, but he's just like a guy on a boat. Like you said, that this guy is, I mean, he's a James Bond villain, basically. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's Blofeld. I mean, he's got a whole evil organization. Um, he's got a goddamn know. hook for his hand. <laughs> yeah, giant hook um, that, you know... Even if it weren't for his powers, he'd be incredibly formidable. But then he can also, like, not only turn into sand himself, but he can just, like, mummify people by absorbing the moisture out of their bodies. 
Yeah, um, what a horrifying power. <laughs> he's a tough dude. And uh, yeah, he's super popular because everyone everyone thinks he's the guy who keeps him safe from pirates better than the the royal army can. Yeah. He's playing the long con on that whole uh, town or island. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think it's a little coincidental that they just keep getting hit by sandstorms? That's <laughs> so weird. Yeah. And what's the what's the uh, what's the rain powder or the rain uh dance powder. Yeah. I I think they called the rain cocaine. <laughs> the rain cocaine. Yeah. Rain no, cane. He, yeah, he, he mentions that he'd been uh, manufacturing it himself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just a devious bastard like, yeah. Total Bond villain. Yeah. God. It's a true like. How are they gonna? How they gonna get out of this one with this guy? But other thing I yeah. wanted to just mention, almost as a side note, is um, you know things are getting real in One Piece when you start getting detailed infographics and maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they showed the organizational chart with like all the male members and all their female counterparts, and Bon Clay, he doesn't have one because he doesn't want one. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, later he talks about, he's like, well, I don't need a female counterpart because I'm both male and female. Yeah, I'm non-binary. <laughs> I'm my own partner. Yeah. And, <laughs> Which, and, honestly, fucking, I was going to say king shit, but uh, I don't, <laughs> non-gendered ruler shit? I mean, well, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> bon, Clay, bon Clay gets both crowns, I think. Bon, bon Clay gets to be the king and the queen at the same time. Just whatever, <laughs> whatever they're feeling at the moment. Yeah, actually, are are you done talking about Crocodile? I agree, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I had a little I wanted to mention on Bonclay, but no, I, I just want to say I love they show that little map of the island like four times just to keep you posted on. Here's where everyone is. Here's where they're going. Yeah, yeah. That, like you said, that's how you know like they're setting something up. Or <laughs> that Oda's setting something up. <laughs> um, my my thing I actually wanted to talk about was Bonclay. So yeah, um, first of all, I love that like all the all the boys on the ship are like so enamored with him. Oh, just <laughs> immediately like, best friends. <laughs> yeah, they're just like he's so cool. <laughs> and when he turns into Nami, and he's like, it works on my body too. <laughs> oh yeah, and then doesn't he flash all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Classic funny anime pervert trope, the shapeshifter who turns into the hot lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, devious bastard. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, I mean, that'd be his power is actually like a huge plot point too. Right. Cause he pretends to be King Cobra and, uh, like go and, um, uh, what, what exactly does he do? He like basically is like, I'm going to destroy the city or something. Yeah. He acts like, a, he's like, I'm sorry, this is all my fault. Um, but I'm also going to kill all of you and destroy the city. Um, cause I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just love that they just all become, not all of them, but like, we've got the silly boys, right? And you know, Luffy's a silly boy. Usopp's a silly boy. Um, and then Chopper, I think Chopper's a smarty, but he enjoys getting to be a silly boy. So he participates yeah. in that. Yeah, and, and we're uh, learning more about this, but Chopper is also like really easily impressed. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a shy little kid, you know, precocious, kind of brilliant kid who hasn't had friends before. And he's just happy to be around. Yeah. But I, I love... Um, you know, Bon Clay has his little like catchphrases, and, and of course the the famous one is "Oh, come my way." But uh, a personal favorite of mine is when he just says, "This ain't no joke." 
And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, they're all doing, like, the, the dance, like, the Rockettes kicking their legs up, and they're all saying, this ain't no joke together. It's just very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but- Bo- Bone Clay is uh, maybe, like, one of my favorite side characters in One Piece. I, I-, I love Bone Clay. <laughs> Bunkley's fantastic. I mean, he immediately nailed the vibe check. He just rolled 20 on that, like, (laughs) charisma check. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about him other than he's just sick. (laughs) Well, I guess the the last thing I'll say is that, like, we'll see more down the road that, like, One Piece can be a little iffy with, like, matters of queer representation. Uh, I do think it's actually gotten dramatically better about that over time, but I think Bon Clay is an interesting example of a kind of character you don't see too much of, especially in like 1995 or whenever mm-hmm. this probably came out. And uh, I think it does a good job of portraying him as a you know a very silly character without making him the butt of the joke. Um, so that's something I've always appreciated. Yeah. But doesn't he say um, like this world is not meant for, I think it's in the earlier chapter. So something along the lines of like this world is not meant for like, somebody like me or something like that he's like it's meant for men or women but not somebody like me something like that something like that yeah he's basically saying i think he's he's trying to express that like his his kind of gender identity his personal representation Mm -hmm. of himself is his way of being free and and just kind of living outside of outside of the box you know And, and just kind of being being different because that's who you know he she, they, what you know, whatever his preferred pronouns are. Yeah, and you could also see why a person like that and Luffy would be drawn together, right? Yeah, because 100%. that is a hundred percent Luffy shit. Because like, if Luffy wanted to wear dresses, he would fucking wear dresses. Like he wouldn't even think about it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna stop me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um. Cool. Well. Patrick, did you have anything else that you would like to discuss? Uh, no, we're jumping all around. So, I mean, the next thing that hit me was... Let me just look on here. The Sandora lizard uh, reminded me of Dune, the sandworms. Oh, yeah. Uh, jumping around. I uh, love the, the those were awesome in this. Yeah, there was a bunch <laughs> of different desert. creatures. So can you remind me which one that was? That wasn't like the ones that were running to deliver messages, right? No, this is the thing they're running from. It's like, a, it's a gigantic, like, it looks like a sandworm to me. Like, yeah, you know, like a million teeth out of the dunes. It's the giant lizard that chases them after they find, like, the pervert camel who only lets women <laughs> yeah. ride him and they're, yeah, they're oh, yeah. trying to run away. Man, I forgot about eyelashes. that camel. <laughs> yeah, eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pervert camel. That's such a great idea, man. Like, I bet he laughed like a long time after he thought oh, yeah. about that. <laughs> Must have. Yeah. The pervert camel. Right. That, that camel's a fucking asshole, man. <laughs> but but they're also like the, the judo like sea otters that like Oh yeah. <laughs> Want to become your apprentice if you beat them and Luffy beats all of them and they have to give them half their food to make them go away. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man. And they're the birds that pretend to be dead to rob you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just so great. All that. Yeah. All the fun. Yeah. You're right, John. All and, the fun in this. Uh, yeah. And, and just last but not least, the banana gators where they can't tell if it's a gigantic <laughs> alligator growing out of a banana or a banana growing out of a giant alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, Oda probably got really drunk one night and he was looking through a book of animals and he was like, 
these birds will be funny if they pretend to be dead. These dugongs yeah. would be funny if they did karate and he's just <laughs> chuckling to himself, taking little notes. I, I'm, I'm guessing he was watching like National Geographic or some David Attenborough thing. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. That's right. That's the good stuff. <laughs> now, now hear me out. He's telling like his friend, like, now hear me out now. Alligators <laughs> with bananas growing out of their heads. <laughs> he loves it when a, a, a thing is also another thing. Like that Island of the Treasure chest, man. There were so many of those guys there. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of, um, like, The Last Airbender, but, like, if you took that concept and just extended it out, like, no, it doesn't have to be just two animals. It can just be an animal and then a concept, a vague yeah. concept, like horniness <laughs> or karate. <laughs> karate. <laughs> it's, like, the best style of Mad Libs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you appreciated that, though, Patrick, because that very much is the spirit of One Piece, that, like, goofy, like... What if a camel was horny? <laughs> <laughs> What's great now that uh, they've got Chopper who can speak to animals, um, they're able to really just lean into these bits from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I totally, I totally forgot that Chopper could even talk to animals, but then, yeah, he totally is like translating. I, I'm them. glad that we don't get to hear what the animals say. We just get what Chopper says they say. Yeah. Oh, actually, if we're talking about Chopper very briefly, yeah. there was a moment where um, Usopp says, um, don't worry, Chopper, just do whatever you can. If, you know, if you have to run away, then you run away. And if you can do more than that, then you do more than that or whatever. And Chopper, yeah. there's like a single frame where he's kind of like very pensively going like, do whatever I can. Yeah, it's like really mm. taking it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Chopper, he's not used to the hot climate, but uh, he's he's soldiering through it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the part where he was getting, I think he was getting carried by like Sanji or somebody, and he turned into his like human form, and he got all big, and he's like, if you get big, I'm not going to carry you. <laughs> I'm not tracking yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, uh, I'm really enjoying Chopper as an addition to the crew. I think he was kind of like a tacked on thing in my opinion the first time i i uh i read through and this time i'm like no i think they needed this this is kind of like yeah. an important part of this uh this little fruit salad that we're making i like chopper <laughs> chopper's great and i think this is the first time we get the gag of the bad guys assume that chopper is their pet so oh, they don't, yeah. like <laughs> factor him into their considerations at all yeah yeah poor chopper he's a person He's got to fight for his respect, man. He's not just a weird-looking critter dude, but he, he's he's a brainiac, too. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, weirdly the most human of any of them if you measure humanity based on, like, intelligence. <laughs> yeah, like, he's got a great dream, but, like, what he more immediately wants to do is, like, I just want to hang out with my new friends. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. Uh, Matt, what what would be your next thing that you'd like to talk about? Ooh, Okay. You knew this is coming. Uh, I, I'm going to segue into it, though, just to briefly say, I think Pell is so cool. Pell, oh, the, yeah. uh, the Falcon uh, zone user. Well, I love the little tidbit where they say, like, there's only five known yeah. devil fruits that allow f- uh, you to fly. Flight, yeah. That was cool. I thought that was great. And, and it makes sense because, like, that would be such a broken power, especially when, like, a devil fruit user's main weakness is that they can't swim. But if you can just fly, like, indefinitely on, on like, water world, that really goes a long way yeah um pell's incredibly badass i think he's got a really cool design 
But I also, I have to admit, no, no smoke to Pell. I love that he gets immediately shut down with the revelation of the powers of my absolute queen, Miss All Sunday, <laughs> who ate the, I always thought it was the bloom bloom fruit, but I guess it's the flower flower fruit. Um, this is one of my favorite devil fruit powers. I mean, period, but it, you know, especially of what we've seen so far, she can just make parts of her body grow off of other things and it's not teleportation she does she's not limited to two arms she she can make four arms come out of another person's body like she did to pell yeah um so guys if she can grow her body parts out of things easy, easy can john she, easy can john she, <laughs> can, can she can she grow any body part out of, I, out of I, something i think that the canonical answer is yes absolutely <laughs> Um, Patrick's all, take it easy, take it easy. We're going to lose, we're going to lose the four we got, John. <laughs> um, God, she fucking broke that dude's back. That was she so brutal. She annihilated. She, she punched him in the balls and then just, yeah, did like a wrestling move on him. Basically like, without yeah. moving. What a um, way I've to like, die. Um, I've like started not, I've started discounting how bad the, 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 uh, the drawings look at people getting like obviously like critically injured i'm like well earlier they said that it looks way worse than it actually is because we've seen like what should be deadly like uh or like like fatal injuries happen to oh, people yeah. and they like bounce back up like oh no she just hit me really hard it's like oh because it looked like you should be dead right now i'm glad you said that because yeah this is very much a series where if nobody explicitly says that person is dead <laughs> then mm -hmm. it can be a hard thing to assume because I agree, it really looks like she just straight up murdered that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll have to find out. Um, Miss All Sunday is so cool, there's not a ton to say about her. But I did want to note, I, I thought it's interesting. She's got this mysterious thing going on. She's kind of helped the Straw Hats before. And at the very end of this, when Crocodile is so confident that he's, he's pulled it off, they're all in jail, he's going to win, he does this great big villain laugh. And she doesn't laugh with them. And then when mm -hmm. Sanji calls and he gets thrown off because a restaurant la crap, um, she smirks a little bit. She is enjoying him uh, kind of getting his ass uh, kicked a little bit. You see him like uh, sweat or like he like he starts cracking after he hears that, right? Yeah, he 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 is a very. I think that his planning meticulousness is like a big strength, but it's also a weakness because. Anything deviates. He's, exactly. It's like, I thought I had like the all sewn up. Who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> I think um, that's going to be like a common thread, though, where these villains have these like plans, but they don't plan for uh, the Straw Hats just randomly showing up and wrecking shop. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for you meddling for kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's how Mr. Three was, too, right? He's like, oh, I'm such a good planner that, uh, you know, I win. I, I'm just, nobody will ever outplan me. Mm -hmm. His boss is like that, too. And, and I think the first time we see him get rattled is when Mr. Three shows up and he's like, I never used my phone. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then Mr. Mr. Three, Three is the, gets... uh... okay. He's, he's the wax guy. Is that what you were going to say? Is he yeah. the... Is he the uh... The cum tower guy? <laughs> he's the cum tower guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. I don't think so he's going to be coming uh, anymore, though. He, he got mummified and then tossed into the gator tank. Yeah. Well, he yeah. did. He, uh, he got mummified after the fact, but he, he did show. He, like, sneaks up, I think, under, like, some kind of table or something. We see him first. 
Yeah. 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 All the officers are meeting and he's kind of skulking around the background. Yeah, man. Um, Miss All Sunday. Um, wow. So brutal. I, I know I already, I already mentioned it, but like, what a, what a way to kill somebody. Just oh, yeah. snapping them in half like a fucking twig. Like, wow. Well, and uh, it's just, you gotta, you gotta a, have a certain uh, either detachment or commitment or dedication or you gotta have something going on to just like casually do that. I mean, oh yeah, she didn't flinch. She did not even hesitate. But uh, it's just such a cool concept to me and, and it really helped, for me at least, it really gets me thinking like what else could you do with that ability? Um, the possibilities to me feel almost endless. Um because we even see, right, when she reveals it, she's growing, like, arms out of arms. Yeah. Um, kind of the way, like, a, a plant sprout will, you know, blossom. Um, so, who knows? You know, <laughs> she might do some crazy stuff. For sure. Um, well, that was actually my last point that I was going to bring up was All Sunday. Um but if I if I was gonna kind of reach for another thing that we could talk about, um, this whole thing with Koza and Vivi, yeah, um, I had totally forgotten about Koza. Oh yeah, and upon rereading, um, I think I think he's a really like interesting character because because of the way that he kind of comes full circle, right? Like. Mm-hmm. He starts off being like, fuck the king, fuck the monarchy. Um, and he sort of is like won over by Vivi and by the king to a lesser extent. And he, I mean, Koza is, Koza's <laughs> kind of like the Lenin, right? Like he's like, <laughs> he has this like very innate connection to the people. Right, like he has mm-hmm. his like squad, his um, what were they called? Like something brotherhood or something? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember offhand. But he he has this this keen sense of the interests of the people, the consciousness of the people, and he he recognizes this diverging interest, this like inherently contra- contradictory relationship. Um, he obviously isn't working with 100% correct information as we learn later. Um, you know, King Cobra has essentially been set up in, in, in one way or another, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think Koza's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, not perfect. I think he's a little bit, um, maybe overly passionate or whatever, but mm-hmm. this isn't to say that I'm like, Koza's the best person ever. It's just to say that like. <laughs> This is a character that I think people sleep on in One Piece a lot. Not like his character specifically, but this uh, character role, which is like the the person, he, he's kind of like the everyman almost, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. like the ideal of the everyman. I don't know. Do you guys have anything else that you'd like to add about him or I don't know. I certainly do. But yeah, do you have any thoughts, Patrick? No, go ahead. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought he was an interesting character. Like Tom was saying, his backstory. Yeah, I um, I like Koza a lot too. Um, he he 
just in kind of a funny contrast, he's one of the few things that I did remember was, oh, Vivi's like childhood, like friend, uh, is the leader of the rebels. But I, I loved your comment, John, and he said, it, it, he seems like he comes full circle and he even has that comment when he's, we see him as an adult talking to the King and he says something like, you know, the King's like, oh, you know, you, you haven't changed. You're just like you were before or something. Cause it's like, no, I can do something about it now. I can stand mm-hmm. up for myself now. Mm-hmm. But um, there's that great scene where I think it's where we first meet Koza, and it's where this kid who's just full of you know full of fire wants to join up with the rebels, and he said, "You're not like us. We don't want to fight. You want to fight. We don't want to fight. You know, we're doing this because we have to." And he shows off this you know one of the the people in his crew. I don't think he gets a name, but shows off this really gnarly scar where basically like half of his shoulder has clearly like been blown off like with a cannon or something. Oh yeah. That was, I forgot about that. And it's like a shark I, bit it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really appreciated that moment because, you know, again, this is typically a very cartoony and often silly story, but uh, it can really take these hard tonal shifts. And, and this is something I'm just saying like war is not fun. War is not cool. War is not romantic. This is a really awful thing. Um, and, part of us not letting you join is yeah, because you're a kid, but part of being a kid means you, you don't get that. You think it's something else. Um, but the thing you said about Koza being, you know, kind of a stand in for the people. I really loved probably my favorite Koza moment so far, at least is when he gets tricked by bond clay. He thinks that the King has finally revealed his true colors and Koza's like really upset by this. I think he's like still on the ground um, from kind of the, the fray. And he says that um, the whole reason why people were rebelling was to try to get you to to deny the charges, to proclaim your own innocence. And then just kind of to himself, he says, at least that's why I did. Um, so I thought it's really interesting that, you know, Koza, to, that was the moment Koza said, I, oh, I'm actually going to try to overthrow the king now. Before that, it's it's like, I'm just trying to ramp up the pressure. My dad believes in this guy so much. And we see why, right? Like we've seen, you know, we just saw like the worst possible king in, in Wapple. I, I remember that mm-hmm. prick's name. Um, Cobra is kind of the opposite. He, he seems pretty ideal as a king. Um, he is fair-minded. You know, he, he'll cut expenses to send aid. Um, when you know, <laughs> when Koza punches his daughter, you know, his only kid, instead of flipping out, he said, "It's just an argument between children." Like just. Calm down. Um, yeah, I was getting uh, that. That gave me like Ned Stark vibes because yeah. that was like the whole thing when uh, you know Arya and Sansa got in that fight with Joffrey, and you know Ned's like, "It's a fight between kids. Yeah. Like this is what kids do, you know." Yeah, and that's pretty much exactly what King Cobra <laughs> says. He's like, "It's two kids that got in a fight. Like it's not that big mm-hmm. a deal, you know." Yeah, absolutely. And like, you could argue that like he's not a, you know, his limits as a king or why he can't you know, tackle this crisis. But like we we're saying, this is a really elaborate, like years in the making conspiracy that's aimed at him. And the second he finds out who's doing it, crew actually does something for once, and, <laughs> you know, delivers the message. What does he do? He says, abandon the capital. We're marching on the casino town. It doesn't matter if the rebels take the capital or not. This is just mm-hmm. a building. Building is not the country. The city's not the country. The people are the country. Yeah. Um, and then he gets kidnapped, like, off screen immediately after. So, 
poor guy. But yeah, I, I like King Cobra. I actually yeah. really, really identify with that idea of the people being the country. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, I, I'm a person who, like, I will unabashedly say I love America. And when mm. I say I love America, I don't mean I love the American government. Because the American government's shitty and does a lot of bad things. When I say I love America, I mean I love the the people of America, like all of the people of America. And yep. I, you know, so I, I I agree with him in that sense. And I think also like Koza thinks the same thing too, right? Like that's yeah. why he's doing what he's doing because he thinks that like you know we we are this country, we are Alabasta, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, this well, tribe, yeah. Crocodile has this great villain line too, where he he's basically saying, I've stirred things up so badly that all these people are doing what they truly believe to be right. And they're going to destroy the country for me. Um, cause you're right. Like everybody, everybody does have their heart in the right place. Everybody is trying to do the right thing, but they've just been so twisted around that, um, he's, he's just he's exploiting that. And, and I think that's also why we see Luffy at like maximum, a something to prove and extremely pissed off. Um, Luffy gets very mad. He like refuses to go along with Vivi's plan because he says, yeah. "I want to kick that guy's butt." Um, well, and it's also this rare moment of Lu- Luffy being like so smart. And I think actually Zoro even says, "Like, no, let him talk. He's making sense for once. Like, you yeah. got to hear him out." Because Luffy's yeah. basically like. Dude, you have like a million people who all want war, who all want violence, and you think yeah. that you can just show up and tell them to stop? Like, bro, like that's not how any of this works. Like, yeah. they have legitimate grievances, they have reasons that they're mad, and you're not going to just make that all go away. Like, we have yeah. to attack this at the cause, at the root. Yeah, I mean, the numbers are ridiculous, but there's something like over a million people on both sides of this, and he's like, you can't save all of them. Like, some of them are going to die in, in, I don't know. I, I just, I, I love, cause that's after the scene with Toto where, you know, they go to this dried out spring and, and before that we see Luffy is like incredibly cavalier with the water. He's just like swallowing it down. He doesn't give a shit. Um, and then this old man digs through the sand all night to give him like a gallon of water that he like wrung out of the sand. Mm-hmm. And Luffy's like, nobody's fucking touching this. I'm not drinking <laughs> it. You're not drinking it. That old man worked so hard for this. This is absolutely only if it is strictly needed. Um, yeah, this water is his straw hat. <laughs> yeah, it's his treasure. Exactly. And he, he entrusted it with me. And, uh, you know, that's the level of respect that I'm going to give it. Yeah, I really don't. You know, it's a kind of amazing that Luffy is the one who shows restraint around some consumable items. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. I love the deal he makes with Vivi. All right, I'm going to go beat up this guy. And when I do, you're going to feed me till I explode. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. Go. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> for the biggest party. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great – I'm going to use that in the future, like, for my birthday or something. Like, just keep feeding me till I explode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so cool. Did you? So, did you guys forget that Sanji and Chopper weren't in the cage at the end? Because I, I always kind of forget. They, they just sort of – conveniently don't bring him up for a while and then you go like oh yeah he wasn't in the photos either he wasn't in the cage i knew they weren't with them when they got in the sea i think they call them the sea prism stone yeah in the in the the book but uh yeah i didn't i did remember that or i did 
keep in the back of my mind that they weren't with him, but I didn't know what they were doing. So, yeah, yeah. And I think we're <clears throat> just now finding out. And we're ended on a cliffhanger with this one because I guess we should say this is chapters 155. No spoilers. To, to 174. <laughs> so it ends right with uh, Mr. Prince. Mr. Prince, Sanji showing up. And, and I got to say, credit where credit is due. I'm, I'm the pro Sanji guy, but Sanji is really firing on all cylinders here <laughs> he yeah well their he was due for some redemption after he dressed up vivi and nami in skimpy clothes <laughs> literally yeah they literally say they're dancer outfits yeah that yeah. was uh i was gonna say the beginning of this arc i had was kind of like not into it yeah. <laughs> especially when i talked about that shit and i was like oh man where are we going man? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and especially when it. his heart eyes, you know, they come out. And it's like, oh yeah, just the wiggly, you know. Yeah, yeah, his hands together. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh man, like you got to take the good and the bad, right? I, I oh, mean, 100%. like I said, he was due for some redemption because it's like not even just that he pervily bought them sexy clothes. Like they even point out, like you're kind of not. Like, this isn't good if we're trying to be undercover and, like, yeah. non-discreet, you know? <laughs> I, though I, I will say, and this isn't necessarily in, in his defense so much, but they did seem happy to play dress up and at least put it on and see what they looked like. They, they, they didn't mm. seem like they were creeped out by him being a bit of a creep. Yeah, I think this is a situation where if it actually bothered them that much, they probably would have done something about it. But, yeah. I don't know, maybe... 100%. I don't know. <laughs> It, yeah, he, he did not have his head in the game, uh, to be sure. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I forgot about Sanji not being with them, but I remembered that Chopper wasn't with them. Okay, got um, it, yeah. But either way, yeah, I, I kind of, that wasn't even on my radar, because I, I actually, like, forgot this entire twist, to be honest, so. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And yeah, so the, the chapters end with, like, um, you know, Luffy is about to drown, essentially, him and all of his buddies, plus Smoker. Smoker's mm-hmm. my buddy, but I don't, I don't think... <laughs> Luffy would consider him that. I don't think they're quite at that point, but they're birds of a feather for the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's where we leave it. So uh, does anyone have anything anything they'd like to tack on here at the end? I just wanted to say I thought it was hilarious when uh, it's a bit like very Looney Tunes moment when they're like the water, water, they get into the, the place <laughs> with the water. And it's, you know, Smoker and Tashigi saying like, we got to track him down. They could be anywhere. And they have the moment where they, it's like, the, you know, the um, Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote moment. They just kind of see each other and everything just pops off and they bolt. Thought that was a good gift. Oof. Um, and do I we want to get into that email we got? Um, I was thinking we might save that since okay. we're kind of on a timeline tonight and we're yeah, coming up on our time. Good point. Sorry to um, cut you off, Patrick. Yeah, what's up, oh, Patrick? No, you're fine. Uh, I, <clears throat> so I had something to add on, along the same lines as when we were talking about um, people getting severely critically injured and mm-hmm. then it them being okay. So in that same vein, we saw Mr. Three. I don't know if we saw him. We saw him like get fed to like the gator pit, banana mm-hmm. gator pit, and then you see his jacket floating in like the, I don't I guess it's the water, yeah, it's right? Like Not the aquarium. aquarium. Yeah, yeah, or yeah the, the aquarium. lake or whatever. Yeah. Um. So do we just assume he's dead? Like he got eaten by a banana gator and he's gone? That's a good question. I mean, we'll have to find out, I guess, because we've got another uh, two-thirds of this arc. But you're right. I, I guess we didn't technically see a body. Um, I was, it was never, he was never acknowledged. He, yeah. I mean, I was assuming he got eaten, but it's a good point. Um, okay. 
You know, we don't see a corpse either, though. I guess a, a gator could have eaten him, but who knows? There was like four gators swimming around there, so. <laughs> I love how they were all like patiently waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> They're perfectly queued up waiting to eat TV. <laughs> um, also, I, you know, I'm the resident smoker fan. Uh, I like his Jite, his like giant Jite that's like tipped with sea stone. It's yeah, pretty, it's it? a pretty cool weapon. Uh, the, the weapon he uh, he uses. Oh, yeah, it's like a giant yeah. fork, basically. Yeah. Jite <laughs> sounds a lot cooler than fork. Yeah. <laughs> Normal Jite aren't aren't that big, but his is huge, and it's also like a perfect weapon for a guy who uh, hunts like you know pirates, and some of them are going to have devil fruits because it's like something that's able to nullify their powers, you know? Yeah. It, it, I'm always a fan of like non-lethal weapon users. I, I just think that's always a cool dimension to their character. And yeah, for, you know, basically capturing people as a quote unquote cop, hard to imagine a better weapon in this world. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, rate these chapters from a uh, F to S rank. Uh, Matt, we will begin with you. Okay. Um, this might be controversial, but I, I think I'm going to give this one a, a solid B. Um, I really like everything in here, but I, I just think it, it is hurt a little bit by the fact that like this is setting everything up, and we're we're not really seeing much payoff. Um, I think that there are some like really awesome moments, but uh, in all of that, I, I was almost worried I wouldn't have that much to say today because uh, it, it's just kind of a collection of cool little moments, but. It's all building to something that hasn't happened yet. Um, so, very excited for where it's going. Uh, but yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it right now. All right. Patrick, what about you? In the same vein as Matt, uh, I believe there is a lot of setup in these um, like 20 chapters or whatever. Um, I was not as engaged in the beginning as I was hoping to be, but I think that's going to be true for most arcs. You know, I think they have to like pull you in, set up, and then get you going so i'm gonna give this five out of seven devil fruit kingdoms <laughs> hell yeah all right uh i think i'm gonna go a rank on this one basically agree with everything you guys said except for i think that the bits with like the small moments that matt mentioned like you know we i didn't even think about it until we started talking about it in the episode but like all the stuff with all the different animals um yeah. really like that's the kind of humor that is I think actually funny, funny, and not just like manga funny. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, which I think Oda does, does really well. Um, that moment with Luffy where he like kind of snaps on Vivi and Zoro backs him up, and like we get this like that's my favorite, like absolute favorite Luffy shit when he yeah. has this like weirdly sage wisdom that he just like pulls out, and it's it's believable because he is such a he has such strong convictions. I, I just love that shit. So for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and give, go ahead and give it a rank. Uh, but I also think it's going to get even better. So you're right. I'm going to go up to B plus. <laughs> I'm, I'm also increasing my score because I forgot about the, uh, the uh, sexist camel. <laughs> but yeah, with Luffy, it's like you, you get these reminders from time to time. Like, oh, there's a reason he's the captain. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, it's great. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, before I go ahead and do the rest of the outro, I wanted to just point out uh, Patrick and I are working on another project right now. Uh, Dragons, Dragons, Dragons is back. Uh, this time it's Fungus, Fungus, Fungus. We are talking about the Last of Us TV show. 
So you can search for Fungus, Fungus, Fungus in all your podcatching apps and devices. You can check that out and you can hear Patrick and I talk with our friend Jesse about this new hit HBO show. Uh, spoilers, we like it a lot. So uh, go ahead over there, listen to that. Um, we'd love to have you. Uh, other than that, you can send us an email for this podcast at devilfruitpunch at gmail.com. We got our first email and we really appreciate it. So keep those coming and we will probably get to that email in the next episode. Um, yeah. And until next time, ahoy. Ahoy. Hell yeah. <laughs>